What is happening, fellow fantasy GMs? I am Axel Rose. He is the Incredible Hulk. And with nice. our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Courier. What is up, JJ Wang? This is our special Halloween episode. For those of you that are listening to the pod, skip on over to the Take a moment and skip on over to the YouTube channel to see a picture of us. There also should be a picture of us in the in the linear notes of the podcast, if I did this correctly. But check us out. It's our Halloween night. We got some some tricks or treats for you tonight as we go through here. How you doing, JJ? Doing good. I'm um, having some technical issues with my computer. I think my rabbit has done chewed through my power cable on my computer. So I am currently using my phone. Hopefully it all works out well. And how was your day? It was good. It was quite eventful. I said I would share today was dress up day at school. So I um, I got to be the Incredible Hulk. And that's why I still have my green face paint on. And I thought I would share a quick full picture because I look kind of creepy. Otherwise, if you don't see it, so if you're online, there is a full DJ Dub, Incredible Hulk from school. So I hope you enjoyed that quick one as I take down my Hulk mask to get a little <laughs> bit better voice as we move forward with the show. But we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, all the same old places. I say it every time. They're all in the notes. Send us an email at fancycurriers at gmail.com or hit up the website, thefancycurriers.wixsite.com backslash website. Leave us comments there or in the YouTube page. We're still looking for those 50 subscribers. Can you get us there? Hook us up. And if you want to get on DraftKings, hit me up. I'll send out a link that you can join. We still stink at it amazingly horribly. I, I, finished, I finished last last week. So. I was next to last. Once again, <laughs> it, we're pathetic. Like, I'm glad we don't do a DFS show. It'd be embarrassing how bad we are. Uh, but, and, and speaking yeah. of bad, I, I called it. I said, finally, we're going to get one of those stinker Thursday night games. This was the game that we were looking forward to. We were talking about Green Bay versus Arizona, the last of the undefeated. Looks like my Dolphins guys are clicking their champagne today because there's no undefeated teams left. But it was a it was an abysmal game to watch. All the touchdowns. Uh, Rogers Servat had wide receiver apocalypse. He was down. He was down his top three receivers. Luckily, Randall Cobb got two touchdowns, but he I think he had like fifteen yards. Yeah, not much. Running back scored all the touchdowns. James Conner had two, and I think he might have had fifteen yards. Something to that effect too. He, um, Edmonds had a touchdown. Jones did his thing though. One hundred eight all-purpose yards and a touchdown. And Kyler was bottled up. What a stinker of a night! What are your takeaways from this night? I mean, as far as, you know, it was two really good teams, you know, they're solid, so not going to be a blowout here or there, but um, as far as, like, fantasy goes, it was it was, it was a bummer. I mean, really disappointed in Kyler, didn't get any touchdowns. Um, honestly, really disappointed in DeAndre Hopkins, right? At wow. just the 66 yards at the two targets. Uh, that's disappointing there. He's got that hamstring. Are you worried about that hamstring at all? I'm always worried about a hamstring, but I tell you what, if he if it's gonna depend upon who wins the battle, him or Kingsbury, because he got that 50 yard 55 yard reception, then that stupid face mask, or it would have been a touchdown. And then he you didn't see him for a while, then you hear about a hamstring and you see him on the side sideline going, and then all of a sudden he's in the game. Apparently, he put himself back in the game. That was not a coach's decision. Yeah. 
And then uh, I'm surprised they didn't just take the hell. He didn't come back in the games. I'm sure he got chewed out or something like, dude, it's not worth it. There's a whole season. Nobody goes undefeated is probably what they told him. We know you want to win. We know you're a competitor. We know you're one of the best receivers of the past decade, but we need you for the playoffs when it matters. Yeah. It was kind of like when uh, Hopkins went out, kind of like focused the attention on the other receivers and the other receivers just couldn't get open. They didn't have Hopkins taking away that, that coverage. And it was just all focused on him. None of them, like I said, none of them had a good game. It was really bad. Uh, nobody, like I said, nobody on the Cardinals had a good game worth starting. Uh, the, was the backup for Green Bay, the backup running back, A.J. Dillon. They had like 78 yards rushing. Um, didn't get in the end zone. Uh, maybe that's something to look at. Yeah, he he he, he looks pretty, he looks like a pounder. I mean, he's the pounder, and that's more yards. I think Jones had 59, if I am correct, off the yeah. top of my head. And it's like I said, 59 and then the 57 of receiving, but Jones looked like a better runner. I'm sorry. Jones looked like a better receiving back, obviously. And Jones just looked like a strong runner, very strong watching him go through the line. So it was, it it leaves a quandary. Like, will they do something with Dylan to give him, will they make him a trade piece or will they go, Hey, we got two great backs. I mean, that's what you need in the NFL today to be successful. And it's what, it's really what helped them survive this mess of COVID that went through the team. So it was quite an intriguing week, and it's, but it was a stinker. I was really looking forward to this yeah. game. Score looks good yeah. on paper. Yeah, it was just like I said, the, the, the just the fantasy points just went there for me, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, you're dis- you're disappointed with um, Arizona more than you are with Green Bay, considering all the players they were missing. So a- Arizona's who who let who let us down the most. Luckily, Air- I was playing against Kyler in a lot of leagues. And against D Hop yeah. in a couple of leagues. I started both of them in the leagues. And luckily the team that yeah. sunk the most for me, so I started Kyler. So I'm okay with that, losing to the other stinky team. So it was a good way. But let's let's move on to some to this week. After that, let's get some fantasy points on our teams. Just remember if you have Ravens or Raiders, it's the double R week off, which is a big stinker for my team of tight ends, tight end premium. No Waller, no Andrews, no Carr. I mean, he's been decent this year. Rugs, if you're having to play him. Jacobs is hurt. No Lamar Jackson, no uh, Hollywood Brown, and no coming on Rashad Bateman. It was what you're missing this week and probably some defenses. So pay attention to those. Fill them in with spots as we are moving on to the week. Speaking of former Ravens running backs who went to the Houston Texans, Mark Ingram is back with the Saints, and they also on Friday gave him a one-year extension. Do you think – he's worth rostering or playing in that backfield. Will he take enough or what? I don't, I don't, I don't see him taking too much. I mean, especially the, the amount they're giving the ball to Camara right now. seems like they just want to feed him. I mean, there's a time when he probably get like a goal line carry here, goal line carry there. Might get a few carries, but as far as like fancy relevance, I don't think so. I don't think you can roster him. I was thinking this was more of a, hey, I might be getting ready to retire type thing. Let me go back to the team that, you know, that I played for my entire career. and Let let me just retire there, maybe get in another extra year to, you know, to just help the team a little bit. But I don't think you can roster him. He's he's a monitor for me. I keep an eye on him because I think they're looking at Kamara and going, this dude's going to die if we keep feeding him like that. No one else is really performing per se on a regular basis like he is. So if we can get Ingram to, I mean, Ingram – he's going to be that guy you might need. I mean, he survived by apocalypse last week. So I guess he'll be like James Conner, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll get all those yards and a touchdown. Yeah, interesting fact going back, James Conner is the second leading rushing touchdown scorer of Bunks running backs, which is crazy. But yeah, just keep a monitor on him. If you have a bench spot at Deep League, you might as well throw him on there because he's good. I think they're going to give him the ball some. I think they're they're seeing where their bread is butter, which is running. And he did good when he was there, and they saw he has a little bit of juice. He's not going to be the old Mark Ingram. So don't expect the old Thunder and Lightning, but yeah. it's, it's, it's a super monitor. I'm not totally ignoring it. I'm not rushing out to get him either. But more people going down this week that we got to think about as we go into the weekend. Julio has been ruled out. Is AJ going to go nuts again? I mean, I don't think, I don't think it really matters if Julio's in or out at this point. The, obviously, the guys AJ Brown, uh, like I say, really can't even count on Julio at this point. So I think Tennessee, the way they're playing right now, I think he's in for another good game. He's finally, you know, getting back to being 100% healthy. I don't know if anybody's 100% healthy, but healthy enough to play to play football. And with everybody focusing on the run game, Tannehill finally playing a little better. It's going to open open some things up. So yeah, hopefully we can get that top 10 wide receiver that we wanted. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see how the Colts defense plays. They got a solid defense, uh, but if you're good, you're good. And that's what he – hopefully he's good. My my fantasy yeah. teams are sure hoping that because I somehow end up with A.J. Brown shares out of nowhere to somewhere. But speaking of guys I loved and I totally dropped the ball on, and I actually traded awake my only Calvin Ridley share this week for a little fanboy love, but – I got Jalen Waddle in a trade with and some other draft picks and whatnot. And on the draft calculator, Ridley and Waddle, if Ridley was valued at 29, Waddle was valued at 22. I thought that was quite interesting, the closeness of them on Dynasty Trade Calculator, looking through them. But speaking of Ridley, he has the fourth most targets in the league, but he's a 27th ranked wide receiver. What would you do with Ridley at this point? Should you move on from him like I chose to? based on name like you can probably get a good a good share of him on name or would you say he's a hold as atlanta is starting to play better i was really considering this week i was considering moving moving him in your in your fancy news league i was trying to put a package together to go out and get somebody who was ridley and another player i was trying to go see what i could find you know a better running back that i have or you know another top wide receiver but got to thinking you know he he is getting the targets he's just they're just not there right now. I, I, I don't want to get rid of uh, Calvin Ridley. And then the last eight games of the season, he goes completely ham. And then I'm like, oh, man. And, you know, I just I would have just waited one extra week. So I think I think he's a hold right now. Like I said, he's number four in target. So the opportunity's there. Uh, they're, they're passing a lot. Uh, I don't think think uh, maybe Kyle Pitts coming, breaking through a little bit, might help him out a little bit. But, I, I mean, I think he's a hold at the moment. He's just gotta just got to wait for it to play out. You know, I was looking at your team trying to see about a trade for him. Just since I lost one, why not try to pick up another one? So keep me in your thoughts. <laughs> Speaking of receivers, um, some are jumping. We're, we're losing one and we're getting one back. So first, we're um, AB has that weird thing going weird. on where they say yeah. he might not play. I We talked about him on Tuesday, but it seems like it's gotten worse. We know he's out this week. The buy's out. At this point, Usually redraft rosters are a little smaller and you can't throw a guy that's out on your IR in most leagues. What do you do with A B? Are you dropping him or are you 
What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, I mean, if you don't have, if you don't have a spot and you need a I mean, you need a player bad enough for this week, yeah, you, you've got to drop him. And you, like I think I think he says he'll be out like three weeks. I think they said up to three weeks. Yeah, so at you just don't know. That's that's a long time, especially here towards the middle of the season. You're trying to make a push. You gotta you gotta find wins. You need to find points and. AB's not providing you any points right now. So, yeah, it would be great if you have that spot there to keep him. But I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, having to drop him to get somebody that can be productive for you. Well, I did drop him, and I did through waivers get Jerry Judy. Yeah, because but, that was the thing. You've heard me talk about it, and I ended up doing pulling the trigger on it. So I have Jerry Judy. He is back. What would you do with him? Like, obviously, we talked about we would gr- try to get him if he's there, but – would you start him this week against the Washington football team, which should be a pretty prime matchup, or would you be hesitant? Because it, it's still an ankle sprain, but they did say he could have played last Thursday, but they didn't want to. They said they wanted to give him practice reps before he played. Yeah, so all we all we have to go by, you know, that first that first game of the season when he, you know he, he was killing it. I thought I was like, all right, you know, Jerry Judy's finally stepping up. He's you know he's getting his targets. You know he's getting the catches. Bridgewater seemed to like him. I think maybe he might be a Bridgewater guy, you know, the great route runner, you know, Bridgewater, you know, could, you know, could find him in those inter, inter, intermediate ranges. So I honestly, I, I'd fire him up. I mean, I, I'd throw him in there and see what, see what you got. Uh, if you I mean, if you got better options, you know, you don't want to take that risk. That's, you know, that's fine too. But like I said, if I, if I had Judy, I, I would, I would probably start him. I think, I don't think he's going to miss much coming off the ankle sprain. I'm starting him in two leagues, and I hope he smashes this week, to quote my <laughs> character. Uh, just a, a, a little freak-out moment for a lot of guys right now. All of a sudden, Cooper Rush is starting on Sunday. Um, um, oh, my gosh. The, the, what do, you, do you start any Cowboys not named Zeke? Or do you even – like, what do you do? I mean, you're obviously got to start Zeke. You got to start Zeke. But how freaked out would you be with Cooper? Is he as bad as Danucci? Well, I don't think he's as bad as Nucci. I don't know if anybody can be that bad. Maybe. Go you know, what was that? What, what was that? Uh, Buffalo Bills guy was it Peterman? Nathan, oh. Nathan Peterman. Uh, he was he was pretty bad. But so is is Dak out, or is that just he's just question? He's just he's that, not out, is he? They said Cooper Rush is starting Sunday. Oh, I said it is starting. So I I just heard that Dak might be out. So I mean, yeah, if if Cooper Rush is starting, I mean, it's a hit to the. Hit to the receivers. I think Zeke probably still gets his, but I mean, if you were looking for you know, the, you know, the top twelve wide receiver from CD Lamb, you're probably not going to get that. I did the Vikings. Other defense isn't great, so like I, said, I don't know Cooper Rush a whole lot. I'm, of course, he's not Dak, so yeah. I mean, it's a hit to the whole team if I if he can't play. Yeah, I might be incorrect, but I could have swore I had something coming through. So if you hear this and it turns out that Dak plays, I apologize. But that's where I was reading today, and I'm double-checking right now, and nothing's popping up like it was. So I mean, as of I know now, he said, took all the first-team reps. But I, I, mean, I, know they, oh, I know they said he got out of bed this morning and his calf was really sore. So it might have just been that he was just taking the day. Cooper Rush was getting the, getting the snaps. So, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's questionable. And it might just be the Cowboys playing mind games. Hey, you know, is Dak going to play? Is Dak not going to play? Wait till the last minute. But you better have a backup plan because it is the Sunday night game. So you want to make sure you you prepare yourself. Yeah. So that's uh, that. That was a question I had that I'm going to since you mentioned that I'm going to throw a question from later up right now. Speaking of having to prepare yourself, 
the Giants, basically everybody's hurt. Galladay, Tony, Barkley, and usually Ingram. But they play on Monday with guys that have been out. Like you didn't have either of those receivers and Barkley has missed for a couple of weeks. They say that it, from what I'm reading, it looks like Tony and Barkley should play. Galladay is iffy. Who and would you wait for any of those guys, or I, would you only would, wait with insurance? I would play with. I would play any of those guys because obviously you've already made your plans without Barkley, so you probably already got a you know a backup plan in place. And who knows if you, how much he's going to play? I, I wouldn't like Tony. I, I'm not really sure. Like I said, I wouldn't play any of those guys. I'd be better, better be safe than sorry, especially at this point in the season. But you need, you need wins right now, and wait until Monday night to just maybe maybe get these guys to play. That's a, that's a risky proposition. Yeah, I, I, you got to have spots there. I think I've got Barkley in a league where I sort of need him, so I'm going to yeah. pray. I mean, if you got to play him, I mean, you got to you got to do what you got to do. But yeah, I've got. I think I have him setting in a flex spot with the hopes of. I forget, I have someone else just in case he doesn't play because the Kansas City defense kind of stinks. So it's it's that's that's the the real the real problem we have there. Uh, just a heads up, and we'll talk more about this in the upcoming weeks. Pay attention to your league rules. League rules are so important to know. If you know that your league runs on waivers, make sure you pick them up. We had someone mad at us this week because the league ran on daily waivers and he missed a player for last night. I snuck it in. I started Randall Cobb last night, which was nice and sweet for my scoring. Uh, with some injuries I had, but but to, but to be we, but to be fair, that that guy that was complaining literally complains about everything. Yeah, so I was gonna leave it, it there to be the bigger man. I'm not. It doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter. He'll, he'll complain about it. It doesn't matter. There comes your inner Axel Rose. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it should become usually in most redrafts. It's about week 10 or 11 um, dynasty. If it's done right, runs right up until the playoffs generally. So just pay attention to that trade deadline. We'll talk about if you have any trade questions or we're going to talk about in the upcoming weeks, guys that we would be targeting at this point and go into as we are talking, but we have a special treat here. JJ Wang has a Halloween themed activity for us to do as he is rocking the Axel Rose and I'm rocking the Hulk. Let's go trick or treating. Yeah, so I want to I want to call this call this segment. Are you scared? So ah. I got some teams that <laughs> so I got some teams here, you know, playing playing some uh, competition that might play against them or with them, depending on how we go. Um, like these teams aren't in the best positions. So first team, Seattle Seahawks. Are you scared to play these guys? We got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Alex Collins. I am petrified to play the receivers because they don't let Geno Smith throw the ball. So until I see otherwise, I'm scared to play them, but I got to play them because of where they were drafted. Alex Collins, they're running the snot out of the ball. They're giving him the ball. Volume speaks for running backs. Eventually, he's going to get into the end zone and get points there. So I'm scared of the receivers, the running back. I'm less scared. Don't want to play him, but I'm less scared, I think, because of the Geno Smith play that is going on. Yes, that's how I feel. I'm pretty scared. I'm pretty scared to start all these guys. I mean, that offense is just just not the same without Russ. So the next one we got, we got the Washington Redskins. I'm scared to play any of them because they don't play football anymore. (laughs) Well, the Washington football team. Are you scared to start Taylor Haneke? Uh, Antonio Gibson or Terry and Terry McLaurin. Antonio Gibson, 
he he was my fourth goal of the year. We talked about him on Tuesday. I traded him away this week. In a team that I'm building on Dynasty, I traded him away for Cam Makers and some pieces because I was looking at the future, and I'd rather have Cam Makers than Antonio Gibson since he's getting out snaps. So I'm, I'm petrified of him. Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin's a stud. There is no fear for me, and Heineke's played good enough. He'd be in between those two somewhere. That Heineke's that you're not starting Heineke's a top twelve anyway. So Heineke, I'm not petrified of because of where he is being used. So I, I have a league where he starts every week as my tiebreaker player. So scared of to death of Gibson. I know McLaurin there was he had some kind of uh, hamstring injury or some kind of leg injury. I wasn't sure, um, but yeah, I mean I'm starting McLaurin everywhere I go. I got some. I got a lot of faith in that guy. Next, next team is the Carolina Panthers playing the Atlanta Falcons. Are you scared to start Darnold, Chuba Hubbard, and DJ Moore? <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> question ever. Asking me the Sam Darnold. Like there's there, there are truthers for all players. I'm just a played up hater. I'm loving it because I'm being able to say, told you so, told you so. Sam Darnold, though, this week, I bet you Sam Darnold throws for 350 yards and four touchdowns. You can you can you can probably put that to the bank. I, I would I would almost wager that on some sort of a bet just because of getting benched last week and it's the Falcons and they stink. So against the Falcons, I'm not really scared of any three of those guys. Long term, I am scared. The fact I mean, I think Darnold at some point, if you get benched. It, it does something for the head. I, I You see it so often, especially when you're told you're the guy. They're like, oh, we stunk today, so we're going to bench you here through the game, and we have no confidence. DJ Moore, he's bulletproof. I mean, he's being good with Sam Darnold as his quarterback. And Chuba Hubbard's – I'm probably most scared of Chuba Hubbard just because the, um, the, the, new, the new car smell has run off. But – if you have him, you're probably playing him because you have to. I'm doing that in a couple of places. He's not been spectacular. But, yeah, so it's, I, I have a bad feeling that I'm going to have to watch hear about Sam Darnold this week. You, you, may, you might. I'm hoping really bad. I really want to talk, talk about him. It's been a while. So this last one is um, it's a little it's a special one. This one's really scary. Well, the last game between these two teams was really scary. Pretty sure it was like 35 nothing. I think that was the final score. So we're going to go with – Dolphins versus the Bills. Are you scared to start Waddle, Tua, and Gasecki? Oh, Dolphins are going to put up 52 points to the Bills. Nothing this week. Uh, in all honesty, I this is a game, and I don't know why. Common, common sense would dictate that I am petrified of this game because the last two contests, not just the one this year, but the game week 16 of last 17 of last year when the Dolphins had to beat the Bills just to make the playoffs. The Bills were in there. Oh, yeah. The Bills That's rolled right. yeah, And then the yeah. Bills rolled them this time. So it's one of those things. Are they are they that much in their head that they're gonna roll them again? The Bills are gonna win this game. The question really is fantasy-wise, would I play Tua, Waddle, and Gasicki. Gasicki right now is playing like a top five tight end. I'm playing him regardless. Waddle is getting targets from Tua. Tua loves to throw him the ball. Waddle, I'm not scared to play. Waddle falls into one of those just target hog kind of players is what I'm seeing from, from Tua. Tua is the one I would be the most scared more because I think right now he's riding on seven touchdowns in two weeks, but they're against Jacksonville and Atlanta. This is a better defense, better team, better coach, da, 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 and so forth. 
and I, and I think there will be turnovers. I think then they're going to all be like, oh, Deshaun Watson talks going to come back. So I'm, I'm more scared for Tua, but I have this weird feeling about the game, not the fanboy part of the game, but that they're, it's going to be closer than it should be. And fantasy wise, I think all three, you're not starting Tua except in a two quarterback league. And some people are scared. It falls upon that Sam Darnold kind of feel that I think they're going to overperform what they should do. No yeah, reason. There's no to, reason at all. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the Bills rolling them again just because I like the Bills. You like the Dolphins. I like to see the Bills kick the Dolphins. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't think – I think maybe Kaseki's probably the only one right there at that point. Uh, two is, if two is going to have a bad game, it doesn't bode well for his two receivers, right? Oh, yeah. Well, not necessarily. What was it? Who was I seeing the other week had a terrible game with, but the receivers got there. So he could, Tua could throw two interceptions and a fumble, but throw for 300 yards. Waddle catches 125 on 10 catches. That's 22 points. You know, so that's the, it's one of those weird game script games versus whoa, whoa, whoa. reality. Don't you mean 70 yards on his 10 catches, not 125. Hey, 17 points. It's still 17 points. <laughs> hey, in the I'm a, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey I, I would take that, but I yeah. think it's more of the 70 yard than the 125 yard. I'm just saying, yeah. So it's, it's yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, they can still get rolled and he can still, receivers can still score better than quarterbacks without quarterbacks having to be spectacular. I think the, Devontae Parker might be back this week too. Yeah, he's saying he's saying it depends. On, it's it's one of those wishy washy. Everything I'm reading is wishy washy. If he's going to play, and I'm not scared of Parker. I think Parker's pure garbage anyway. So he, he him and Sam Darnold should be on the same team. That would be my like favorite team to root against. It would be awesome. I would love it. So as we're getting here towards the end, I, I just got a question to pose for you. Then we'll send everybody out to the week. We are by our love really is dynasty we talk a lot of redraft during the season because regardless of if you're playing dynasty or redraft it's pretty much the same for the next 10 weeks so we're you know we're literally halfway through the regular fantasy so at the thinking dynasty so we're doing a dynasty minute here what do you do at this point in the season what makes you think you're gonna go for it or what should say hey i need to trade and go for the future how do you make that decision when six teams generally out of a 10 to 12 team league make it? You might be setting at eight. You might be setting at four. I mean, that's pretty much the same thing because both of you could drop out within two weeks. I am setting at three in a league, got a two game lead. And if my team goes down the tank with some of the trades I did recently, I'm in trouble, but I could roll. Like, how do you make that choice? Well, it makes it just depends on how confident you are in your team. Like, if you think your team is good, you're you know, and you're down on your luck, you might just want to you know just hold fast, and your team might come around. But you know, if you're sitting in that four, five, and six spot, and you're like, well, my team is not great, but you know, if I make this move, I make this move. You know, I think I can be right in it. Then you should you know go for. It. I mean, you should try to get whatever. Because once you're in the playoffs, I mean, any you know anything can happen. So that you know, that's kind of what you're going for. So if you're in the playoffs and and you think you've got a shot, you know you're maybe missing a you're a one player away. You know, go go get that player, and that one player can help you win a championship. It's going to be well worth it. You worry about next year, next year. And as far as you know, if you're in that A spot, you know if your team's bad or not. If you don't think your team can compete this year or next year, you might as well try to figure something else out. Maybe start building through the draft. Maybe trying to find some younger players getting rid of all your veterans so if you if you're bumbling down at the bottom you know make your moves but you know like they said the worst place you want to be is right there in the middle 
so you either you either going to be you either want to be winning or you want to be losing. You don't want to be stuck right there at that, you know, two thousand Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be six and six. I mean, that's not going to get you. It's going to get you a bad draft pick, and it's not going to get you in the play. You know, it's not going to help you win the playoffs. So if you want to win, you got to make a move. And like, and if you want to lose, you know, you got to get rid of those old guys too. So you got to make a move there as well. Yeah, and I say, look at the stat, both dynasty and redraft. Look at the points against stat. I'm looking, there's one league where we have a guy who's like next to last. His points against are ridiculous, but his points for are high. So he still has half the season. If his if he keeps the points for going, you might be able to pull up and get into that playoffs. Look at why you're good right now. Are you good because you played Chuba Hubbard and got a couple of neat starts? He's going to be done soon. Are you good because of a guy that's filling in? Or did you just, or do you have Robert Tunyon as your tight end? Speaking of guys, sorry, we missed that one. He is towards ACL. He's done for the season. He wasn't that good anyway. Yeah. But he could, this was about the time last year he came on. So if you're, if you're banking it, so yeah, so it's it's a buildup. Yeah. Sorry. I threw him, but you know, a guy (laughs) who is playing name, uh, pull a guy out of the hat, but you know, somebody who's playing well, that might be more of an anomaly. See where you are. And if it's consistent, so look for the consistency of your players versus some of the like fluky, crazy things that are going on as far as when you move forward. And we're going to hit, we'll hit in the next couple weeks, like guys, maybe to trade for trade away as you're looking into those dynasty minutes. I do have a name that I'd never really heard of. It's a young running back out of old miss who was, who had a pretty good preseason. And the coach said, Hey, I'm going to keep him on the team. He's a Scotty Phillips of the Houston Texans. Keep an eye out for him. He's a, a guy about my stature, 5'8", a little bit over 200 pounds, 209 pounds, so he's more of a bowling ball. He's like a little bowling ball going through there, but I think he's going to get – they're going to see what they have in him in Houston at least because like, hey, we got these young guys. They're going to have to start seeing. They're going to have to go to Lindsay. We know he's not the guy. David Johnson, he's 72 years old. Why are we going to run them through? And we can see what we got with these young guys. So, see, if you have a dynasty spot on, on there – I snuck him in a couple of places just to see. You never know what's going to come of some guys. And this is that time where you are looking future either way, no matter how your team is built, if you got a spot to go with. Trade deadline's coming up this week. We'll talk about it Tuesday, see what happens. Will Deshaun Watson get traded? What about Evan Ingram as a possibility? Um, my biggest fear is that the Dolphins are going to trade away one of my favorite players, Xavier Howard. We will see what happens. You'll know on Tuesday's show if he got traded, or next weekend's show, because I'll be wearing my new Xavier Howard jersey, or I'll be returning him. Yeah, there's just, there's just not a whole lot, not a whole lot of trades, man. It's been a little different lately. Yeah, but you know, football is one of those things where it's just players are. It's hard for a player to just come in and and contribute like it is in other sports. So like those, like those big deals, those big deals are hard to come by in the NFL. Yeah, it is interesting. So I got I got two names for you, and then I'm gonna let you take us out for a, a week eight. Your boy, your boy, Austin Eckler, showing up on the injury report. Did not practice on Friday. Keep an eye on the San Diego backfield. What are you feeling for the weekend? Is it is it a Kelly weekend? Is Roundtree gonna come out of nowhere and play? Like what's gonna happen? I mean, I don't think I don't think Eckler's gonna be missing much. Like I said. This one of those days, you know, one of those days, like, you know, hey, coach, I probably, you know, just let me sit on the sideline. You know, my hips kind of bother me a little bit. I, I mean, I expect, uh, I expect Eckler to play fully, but, you know, if he doesn't, I mean, I'm not really confident in any of those guys. None of them have really proven, proven anything. And the biggest one, the one that's proven the most is Justin Jackson. He said, you know, he's had a game here, a game there. Kelly had his opportunity last year. He didn't do well. Roundtree really hasn't really even been seen much this year so if 
Eckler doesn't play. I I wouldn't put. I mean, I wouldn't put anything down on any of them unless I had to. Um, like I said, Justin Jackson, he might be the guy, but but that's a tough backfield if Eckler doesn't play. Another name that I heard pop up with an interesting comp was Khalif Raymond. He's had a decent couple of weeks. I didn't even realize it because I don't pay attention to the Lions. He's sort of played up there like him and my boy Amon Ra are both getting some targets. Khalif's playing a little better at the moment. He's a little older, too, so he's got the experience. Jared Goff came out and compared him to Cooper Cup, I think more in like the security blanket kind of thing. It's Jared Goff. It's the Lions. You said you have some Khalif Raymond. Would, yeah, would I'm not, to, to quote Star Wars, is it a trap? It's a trap. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm all in on Khalif Raymond, you know. I I picked him up a few I picked him up a few weeks back. I had started him I had the starting was the last week. I think yeah. I had the starting last week. Um the options were limited. But yeah, I I'm a fan of the guy. I picked him up and he's contributing. He's like he's only five eight, like one eighty five, a smaller dude. Uh I I don't see much comparison to Cooper Cup like, other than, you know, a he can run, you know, he runs some good routes and he's always open. So, you know, I'll throw, throw him underneath. But, I mean, if he's available and you, I mean, he's worth a pickup. Like you said, he's had a couple of good games the last, I think three of the last four weeks. I mean, he's mm-hmm. been pretty solid. So, like, I, I'm all aboard the uh, Clee Framing train. Sweet. Okay, JJ Way, the Incredible Hulk is getting ready to put his smile back up as we close out here. Give us some last tidbits of, of for the week, and let's head on to a wonderful football Sunday Halloween trick-or-treating. Yeah, a lot of trick-or-treating there, out, out there this weekend. Be careful. Um, don't be out too late. I know there's a lot of trunk-or-treaters out there. That's a new thing. I think we'll be doing that on Sunday, so I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, be, be careful, and as always, trust yourself and trust the process.